Welcome to Hawk Talk, a podcast brought to you by St. Dominic High School, Bayhawk Media Productions. Hello, welcome to Hawk Talk Podcast. I am Derek Torres with Enzo and Willie, and this episode is called Hawks Athletics. Today we have Mr. O'Brien here with us to speak about the athletic department. So, Mr. O'Brien, today we have, first question is, what sports are offered here at St. Dominic High School? All right, guys, thanks for having me today. Uh, we're pumped that we're doing this. So in the fall, we have football, girls and boys soccer, cross country, girls tennis, and girls volleyball. In the winter, we have men's and women's basketball, five levels, winter track, girls and boys bowling, boys swimming, and hockey. And the spring, we have baseball, two levels, girls across, boys across, softball, boys golf, and spring track. So it's a pretty busy year. Uh, we're very excited that, you know, barring COVID times, that we're able to have a somewhat of a normal calendar and uh, we're, we're rolling. Right, cool. Uh, how do the divisions work and how they formatted for each sport? So it depends for each sport. Um, <clears throat> men's and women's basketball is really one division. Um, baseball is one division. Boys across is split up by population. Um, it really all depends on the sport and what the athletic directors decide on that, you know, on that specific year. But it works out really well uh, for a small school. We're very competitive in everything we do. Um, we hang a lot of banners, which is great. And we're just really excited for, you know, for a graduating class of about 100. We have 13 student athletes going on to play the next level. So we're very excited. Thank you. Um, so what are the behind the scenes for the athletic department? It was a little sneak peek. Every day? As the, what goes yeah, on every, every day? day? Every day life. We try to plan like transportation and games about two weeks in advance. Um, there's always a jigsaw puzzle with gym time, with AAU, CYO, our teams, uh, the middle school teams as well, buses. Uh, for some reason, it's always kind of worked. I'm not really sure how it's worked, but it is, um, it's a lot of planning that goes into it. In terms of the day-to-day operations, you know, we're always making sure kids are healthy. What happened the night before? Are we all good for today? Confirming games, confirming officials. But um, it's kind of, you know, uh, with the help of my great coaches um, who also are in the day-to-day operations, it really, it really has worked out pretty smooth. Very right. good. How's your stress level on a day-to-day basis dealing with this every day? Um, it's been a little higher the last couple since 2020 <laughs> with COVID. Uh, you really don't know what's going to happen when your phone rings, if a team needs to be quarantined, if – who is it? When the last time they were in school? What was the last time they were at practice? These are all questions that uh, we weren't really trained to do, but we're learning as we go along the quarantine rules, the isolation rules. But again, we really, um, with the help of great coaches, our great athletic trainer, it's really not just all on me. We really make it work as a team, and I think that's you know that's kind of what um, has led us to a lot of success. Thank you, and thank you for your time today, Mr. O'Brien. We were very happy to have you here. Hopefully we'll have you back soon, maybe. Thank you, guys. I think we're going to do a preview for the spring sports, right? Yes. So that'll be exciting. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Thank you. We're here with our next guest, Tony Mara, head athletic trainer of St. Dominic High School. Uh, Let's get right into this. First question, what are some of the differences in pre-post game preparation for sports games in each season? That's a great question. Um, Basically, each season you deal with – Outdoor element, a weather element, and the number, the the member number for the team itself. Whereas football would be, you know, 25, 30 guys 
on a team versus women's tennis, our great women's tennis team, and you have singles and doubles, but uh, it, it, the number is less. The other thing is, is tennis is, is not a, a contact or collision sport, but football is. So we, we, the preparation becomes a lot different. The amount of water and ice that you bring to a football game is not the same as the amount of water and ice you bring to a, uh, a tennis match. And I think that's important because in that preparation, especially pre- you have to deal with a lot of different things, right? So you, you're taking care of more people on one team, and then you're taking care of maybe less people on another team. The thing with our football program is we practice uh, outside of school grounds and, and our WAN complex, which means I have a third site that I have to worry about. So my vehicle, thank God it's a truck, becomes now my mobile medical unit. Uh, tailgate, you have to improvise. Uh, you have tailgates for taping, taping table and an exam table as Will knows. Um, we have, you know, we load up when we're going to prep for a home game at Town of Voice to Bay Field. We have three uh, 15 gallon water coolers filled with ice and water for our athletes. We have two ice chests, one for injuries and then uh, one for God forbid, in case we need to put into some kind of heat illness, whether it's heat stroke or heat exhaustion that I have to worry about. And then it's all my gear. It's my athletic training kit, my airway bag, which is consisted of everything that needs to be done if somebody goes into cardiac arrest, an AED, uh, my fanny pack, my our football equipment repair kit, which I kind of like pull in as part of mine because some people maybe forget it before pregame. So yeah, there's a lot of pregame to 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 work with. Um, the other thing is weather. You know, that's a big thing because nobody realizes you're standing on that sideline and it's you know, it's eighty something degrees. That's a problem too because not only do I have to keep myself hydrated and in shape, but I have twenty five, thirty five guys that I need to when they come off the field they need to be hydrated as much as possible. So we try to push that as much. Um, and then great example would be in the fall, right? That was a great example. And then in the winter, like we are now, mm -hmm. everything's supposedly, that's my break period because our basketball programs, both men and women are in one centralized location, the gymnasium. Nice. So I'm in my office and it's great. And that's my downtime. And then we ramp up again with spring coming back out. So in spring, in the beginning of preseason football, women's soccer, men's soccer, tent, women's tennis, I have to worry about prep and heat, right? That's my biggest thing, heat and hydration to, to keep athletes, uh, you know, safe and healthy. And then that happens also towards the end of the year. Perfect example would be uh, our women's, championship game, a lacrosse game was hosted at the Wang complex. And because the temperature was very high and borderline of the game getting canceled because of the humidity and heat factor, um, what we did was we put up two tents, one for visitors and one for our home team, bench tents. And we kept the girls, when a timeout happened, we kept the girls underneath the tent. I even, myself and Mr. O'Brien, our athletic director, 
made sure that because of the New York State protocols with heat, and we were on that boundary, that we would be taking two 15-minute timeouts in between each period because of that risk we were running. The other thing is I also put into play, you know, our ice towels like we do with football in preseason camp because if you need to cool down an athlete, you need to get them in the shade and you need to have some type of ice water, ice bath, ice towel treatment to get that body temperature down. So, yeah, that's a great question. It's it's very complicated, but it's a great question. Thank you, Tony. Right. You're welcome. Now, uh, which sport or season is most difficult to prepare on? You kind of covered this, so we'll go to the next one. Um, name three high-injury sports at, at high school level and why. Okay. That's, yeah, that's a really good question, too, because as a high school athletic trainer, um, and I've seen this both working in Nassau and Suffolk County, you're only one person, and you're on an island by yourself. Yeah. So it helps out if you have a little bit of experience. Um, but, you know, you always prepare for the worst so that you know that when that time comes, you are ready for it. But uh, at St. Dominic's, a lot of people don't realize we have a great hockey team. Matter of fact, last year we did until COVID hit and half of our team is across the Atlantic Ocean yeah. or Pacific Ocean, I should say. But we had a great hockey team last year, which won a championship. And so not too many people think about hockey as being dangerous, but it really is. Because not only is it a collision sport, but it also becomes what? It becomes a very dangerous sport because we have a lot of people, you know, propelling back and forth right. on the ice with razor sharp blades, yeah. right? right? So we want to keep the sharp side down, but uh, there is a chance, <laughs> there is a chance of of getting cut. And in my athletic training career, yes, I have I have treated some of those cuts. Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, uh, it, it, they weren't life threatening, but they were still cuts. Mm -hmm. But um, I, I think I think football will, as you can attest, in our homecoming game, um, we had a spine neck injury, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we handled that, you know, with practice like anything else. You go through these repetitions, and I had my coaching staff knew exactly what to do with our players. Our head coach knew exactly what to do. He went out, he grabbed me the AED, asked me what I needed. Um, I have an orthopedic surgeon that's always on staff for our home games, and I have another athletic trainer who's an EMT. So we had uh, we were preparing for an a an AED uh, and had the uniform cut. Uh, we had an immobilization for head and neck, and we just we just ended up uh, we just we just ended up having the waiting for the ambulance to come, and we were ready. Right. Um, do, uh, do any of these moments make you nervous at all? Or are you like pretty, you know, well, <laughs> in the beginning of my career, you know, unfortunately there were a couple, but, uh, no, because the passion and the drive that you have in something that you love to do, you push yourself to make sure that you're ready for that. Right. If you don't practice any, if you, if you don't put practice time in your output, whether it comes to a game or whatever you're doing, it becomes not as efficient. Mm -hmm. And so I have a big responsibility. Like I said, you know, at the, as a high school athletic trainer, you're the only person out there. Mm -hmm. And when things go bad, they go bad very fast. And people turn around and look at you like, 
Okay, what are you going to do? Yeah. And you have all eyes on you. So the most important thing is not only to educate your staff, your coaching staff as to what to do. And that was a prime example, which you witnessed well, right. right? So everybody had a job to do. And I didn't even really have to do too much because everybody was on the same page and we were all doing the same thing. You know, right. who had the head, who was doing this, who was taking pulse. And I, I think when you practice to become perfect, you are perfect. Right. And the other thing is you, you it becomes secondary nature. So you're not thinking, oh my God, was it, was I supposed to give two breaths before compressions or start compressions before breaths? Right. That doesn't happen because of the practice. I think I've been fortunate enough to, I mean, St. Dominic's is my 13th high school that I worked right. on Long Island, which I tell everybody because mm -hmm. it's something big mm -hmm. uh, because it shows that there's experience there. But what it also shows is the fact that you know, you can come in to any place, any high school, and plug and play the same program in so that you don't have a problem reinventing the wheel. Right. And the other thing in my career that was a very fortunate was my career started off in professional and decided to come back to the high school level. Mm -hmm. Because what I felt was I have all this vast knowledge now and there's more injuries getting back to the original part of the right. question, there are more injuries happening at the high school level now than ever before. Mm -hmm. You know, kids are specializing in one sport, which, you know, when you look at the studies from the American Journal Academy of Orthopedics and the Journal of uh, Sports Medicine and the British Journal of Sports Medicine, uh, athletes that specialize in one sport, they tend to break down a lot quicker right they tend to get injured a lot quicker now then somebody could go well what about these olympic athletes that start at like six years old well that's great but what's the percentage of people or students all throughout the united states that go to high school that are going to the olympics mm -hmm. it's a very that that's a very unique percentage of people that do that so if you, well, if you round yourself out and you cross train with different sports, it's a lot better because you don't, you're not getting muscle memory uh, from one sport. You're utilizing all the muscles. So you become more adapted and coordinated. And, you know, that's what I try to do here is strength and conditioning. I'm a big time flexibility component guy, as you know, because both of you, you mm -hmm. play football, you play baseball, and, you know, one pitches and one's a lineman. Right. So, you know, if you don't have good shoulder mobility and good rotator cuff strength, you're not delivering the ball properly, and that becomes a problem. So I went down to the high school level to just try to make things better. All right. Thank you for uh, coming on. You're welcome. Sharing Thanks your knowledge with us. Uh, Thank you so much. That was Tom. great. That is all for the, our episode of Hawks Athletics. This is Derek and Willie, and we're flying off.